sanctuary. Glory of the Lord. Here's your part. We need, we 
a real simple song of worship. We
But what, what, I will, what I will say is that God has been good every day of my life. Has he been good to you? If he's been good to you, stand to your feet and give him some praise. If he has been good to you, stand to your feet and give him some praise. Oh, hallelujah. There is a word in the 100th number of Psalm that says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us. We and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I can't hear you. It says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We must be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Oh, let us pray. Father God, Lord, we come to you on this morning, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for your presence in our lives. Lord, we thank you that you woke us up on this morning. We thank you that you got us out of the bed and you brought us here safely without accident, without incident. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you kept us protected from seen and unseen dangers. Lord, we thank you because you provided every need that we've had up until this point. Lord, and we thank you, Lord, because we know, Lord, that as you've done it before, you will do it again. Lord, so we come to you on this morning, Lord, saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, and we come to you right now, Lord, believing that there is so much more in store. So we thank you in advance. And we come to you asking that you will provide our every need, that you will heal where there is brokenness, that you will turn around the bad situation, Lord, that you will uh, make right what has been gone wrong. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will mend relationships between parent and child. We pray that you will mend relationships between husband and wife. We pray that you will mend relationships between young and old. We pray, Lord, that you will do a new thing in your people. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, that you will anoint your people, that you will endow them with the power of your Holy Spirit and give us ability, Lord, to do above and beyond what we ever expected in our lives. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, that you will have your way. Have your way here at St. John and everywhere people are gathered in your holy name. Have your way in the singing. Have your way in the praising. Have your way in the worship. Have your way in the word that is going to be brought by a man of your stature. Lord, we pray that you will have your way and not our way, Lord. Lord, and we pray, Lord, that as you do this thing, Lord, that the, we will be risen up higher, Lord, but you will be even higher. Lord, and we pray that you will be pleased in what goes on in your house. In Jesus' name we pray, we thank you, and we give you all praise. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Again, greetings to each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. We have come to worship God on this morning. And if there be any visitors or guests among us, know that you are always welcome here at St. John. If you desire salvation or church membership, please fill out the form that is found in the, pew, in the back pew in front of you. Once completed, you can give it to the person at the front desk or give it to an usher, or you can place it in the offering basket. Again, it is a great day to praise the Lord, and you are now in the hands of our praise team. Did anybody come to give God some praise today? Did anybody come to give God some praise today? 
Did anybody come to give God some praise today? Amen, amen, amen. All right, we're getting this right, amen. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my God is real. The devil is not going to get the victory today, amen. <laughs> the, de the devil is not going to get the victory today, Lord. We're leaning and depending on you, Lord. We honor you in this place, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
believe that God will answer prayer. I mean, I need some people who really, 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 truly believe that God will answer prayer. Hallelujah. We come to encourage you on today to not give up. Don't give in. Don't get weary and well doing. Because in due season, you will reap a harvest of blessings if you faint not. Y'all on today. 
Give God a hand of praise for these singers here. Amen. Wow, what a wonderful time we are having. We praise God for this unplugged Sunday. I'm trying to do things today, my son, you know, I guess as you start getting older, you know, when I was younger, I tell him what to do. As I'm getting older, he's starting to tell me things. And so he tell me, he says, Dad, he said, listen, you know, Karina and I done bought you these Jordans. We want you to wear some Jordans today. So I got on some Jordans today. <laughs> and then I guess Mustafa's giving me a hint. He comes in and uh, he said, I want my pastor to have this. I stand with joy to present Pastor Mustafa to preach. This young man is one of the sons of our church. He is very loyal. When he began that congregation, the basic ministries, and he shared with me what the Lord was putting on his heart. He did everything correctly. He came and talked to me. We prayed about it. I hated to let him go because he was that good to me. Every Sunday morning, in those days we had three services, 7.30, 9.30, 11. Every Sunday when I would drive up for the 7.30 service, he would be standing where, where I parked my car in the back waiting on me to come. Rain or sunshine, if it was raining, he'd have his umbrella waiting on me to get to church. Um, and I'm saying this because, you know, I, and I was just sharing with them in office. I said, you know, great leaders are still great followers. Yes. And I know, you know, we have hundreds that view these services by the end of the week, and a lot of preachers are listening. 
and I, I, and I got a lot of proteges that view our services. And I want all of those preachers that's watching online to also know, you know, one day you're going to be in leadership, but this young man I'm about to present, he's a good example of how, what an armor bearer to the pastor should be. For example, preachers should never go out preaching without their pastor knowing where they're at. Preachers should always be supportive of their pastor. And this young man, he's done that. I have been excited all day about this day because my son in the ministry is here. He's like my flesh and blood son. That's how much I love Pastor Mustafa. So on this day, I want everybody to receive somebody we should be proud of. Uh, a while back, I received a letter from someone that didn't have to do it. Someone sent me a letter and said, we just want you to know that Pastor Mustafa preached at our church and we found, we, we heard he came up under you. He said, this man preached to a large gathering of men and the, the man said, we've never seen anything like it. Now, I'm, I'm accustomed to receiving bad news, but for somebody to go out there and send me a, mail me a letter informing what a great job this young man did. I mean, St. John, we have something to be proud of. I licensed him, I ordained him, I installed him to be the pastor. I've shared with some of my key leaders that if there's ever a situation where I'm sick and I can't be here and you need somebody right away, Pastor Mustafa has made it clear, and he's done it, that he'll leave his church to come to St. John to do whatever I need him to do. Now, come on, that's, that's, that's something. That's something. And when I was sick, I want you to see how loyal he is. When I was sick, he was willing to change the time of his service to the afternoon and come here for our morning services to keep everything up until I could get myself together. That was the type of spirit he had. Now y'all know I can't help but to love somebody like this. Let's receive our son, Pastor Mustafa Bouye. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. I am who I am by the grace of the Lord. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. Amen. To God be the glory. Happy New Year, St. John. Happy New Year. It's still a new year. Amen. You don't want new things to get old too fast. <laughs> amen. To God be the glory. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. For all your teaching and training. Amen. And your love and support. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you to St. John's for always, amen, supporting and loving on me and allowing me to come back home. Amen. If you can never go back home, you become a wanderer. Amen. Amen. So I thank you that I'm not wandering in the wilderness. <laughs> amen. Amen. To God be the glory. I definitely bring you greetings from Basic Ministries. Amen. And they're going forth right now to God be the glory. And unfortunately, my, my bride couldn't be with me because she has to make sure things are going over there. Amen. But I just want to acknowledge her and her absence. Amen. Lady Nail. Amen. 
And I want to acknowledge also who did come with me. I have some grace and mercy that came with me. Amen. My mom and my auntie. Amen. My mom, Joanne, and my auntie, Greta. Amen. And they both just celebrated birthdays. Amen. And, and you don't look past 21. Ain't that a blessing? No. <laughs> both of you. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. There's a word from the Lord on this morning. Amen. And I ask that you stand with me. God answers prayers. Amen. Amen. You'll find this word coming out of the book of Revelations. Chapter 3, verse 7. Yeah, the book of Revelation. Chapter 3, verse 7. Remain standing after the word is read because we're going to pray. Book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 7. Anybody came from a word from the Lord? Amen. Chapter 3, we're going to start from verse 7. Amen. We'll read, amen, to verse 13. If you haven't, let me hear you say amen. And it reads, until the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things saith he that is holy and that is true. He that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shutteth, and he that shutteth and no man opens. He says, I know thy works, and behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it for thou hast little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan which saith that they are Jews and are not but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept my word of my patience, also will I keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. That fast which thou hast, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take of thy crown. Him that cometh, cometh will I make a pillar in the temple of God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which shall come down out of heaven from my God. I will write upon him my new name. He that has an ear, let him hear with the Spirit saith to the churches. I call your attention, brothers and sisters, to the eighth portion of verse eight. Where God says, I know thy works. Behold, I set before thee an open. 
That's what I want to talk to you this morning about. I want to talk to you about open doors. I want to talk to you about open doors. 2023, the year of open doors. When I was coming up, there used to be a commercial. I think it was a Mervyn's commercial. It used to be a woman standing in front of the door saying, open, open, <laughs> open, open. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We worship you. We lift you up. From the rising of today's sun to the going down of it, we will bless thy holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I sacrifice unto you the fruit of my lips. You are amazing. And we pray now, Father, that you will allow the Holy Spirit to take us down into the mysteries of God. And that he will teach us thy word so we may not sin against thee. Have thy way, Master. Do the things that we can't explain. But we know it happens. Let somebody leave saying, God spoke to me. God touched me. God healed me. God delivered me. God is with me. Mm, and we'll bless you. We'll honor you. We'll glorify you. Don't let my carnality or my flesh get in the way of you having your way. We'll give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. We all say together, amen. You may be seated, my brothers and sisters, in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, sir. Open doors. I know when you think about doors, my brothers and my sisters, you think about wooden door frames. You think about hinges. You think about brass knobs. But a door is more than a wooden frame, hinges, and brass knobs. A door gives you access to rooms. A door gives you access to rooms. And if you know anything about a room, a room gives you access to realms. Oh, I'm going to say that again. A door gives you access to rooms. And rooms give you access to realms. Realms mean kingdom. This room that we're in has been designed for the people of God, the kingdom of God, to come together and worship the king. And the Bible says that when the people of God come together and worship the king, that the king inhabited the praises of the people of God. In other words, when the people of God start to worship God, amen, the kingdom of God steps into the room. All right. All right. 
a whole nother realm steps into the room. I almost want to test it right now. Is there 50 people that really love the Lord that will jump to your feet and start giving him praise? Hallelujah. Come on, out of your belly, hallelujah. Thanking him for bringing you into 2023. Thanking him for keeping you. Thanking him that you're still alive. Hallelujah. Now, if I let you keep going, amen, the other realm will come down into the room. You can praise him to the point that I couldn't even preach. Because the other kingdom, the realm, will come into the room. Yeah. But this room is much different from the kitchen that's in the fellowship. That room is not designed. That room is designed to cook some good food. And attached to that skillet is a rim. Because you can cook it so good that it will take you all over the world. Uh, are y'all listening to me? That room is not designed like that media room back there. You don't have a kitchen in the media room, you have cameras and mics and sound. And if you work it right, that'll take you all over the world too. I'm just glad to be in the room. Anybody glad to be in the room? That's what David said. I don't have to be the king. I don't have to be the one on stage. I can be the doorman. I just want to be in the room. Rooms bring you into realms, but you can't get into the room without a door. You all entered in here by the door. Good God Almighty. Let me keep going. Amen. In this book, brothers and sisters, the book of Revelation, we understand is written by John the Beloved. Are y'all listening to me? Revelation means to reveal, to uncover something that has been hid, something that has been covered up, has now, it's now being revealed. And I thought to myself that, that this apostle that is scripting this, John the Beloved, God has told secrets to. Are y'all listening to me? God tells his secrets to those that love him and those that he loves. The problem with this generation is that we tell our secrets to everybody. We post our secrets on social platforms. But you don't supposed to tell your secrets to strangers. You don't supposed to tell your secrets to people that don't love you. Are y'all listening to me? There is some conversation that only should be for those that are close to you. And I'm thinking this man that laid on the breast of Jesus is revealing such revelation. Now, are y'all with me this morning? I know this is a teaching church, a thinking church. If you want to know the secrets to God, you have to be one that lays on his breast. Uh, are y'all listening to me? You have to be one that, that makes yourself close to God. 
God does not reveal truth to strangers. That's why he often said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. He put it in parables to make sure strangers wouldn't understand it. But for us that gleam on his breast, good God Almighty, he reveals all things. This is a year that you lay on the breast of Jesus. Because this is the year that Jesus will talk to his people in secret. You remember when Jesus raised from the dead? Amen. And he was alive for 40 years. He didn't go showing himself to everybody anymore. He starts showing himself to his disciples, to his apostles. There come a time that you stop showing yourself to your enemies. Good God Almighty. There comes a time that you stop speaking to your enemies and you give yourself to those that are waiting for you. Not those that are debating on you. There comes a time. This is the year that you shut your mouth talking to people that don't agree with you. That you shut your mouth trying to make people understand who you are. If God don't show you who I am, I'm sorry. Are y'all listening to me? If God did not show you I'm a child of God, I'm sorry. If the Holy Ghost can't convince you, then my, uh, my words can't convince you. So as believers, we're not trying to convince. We're trying to compel. Shut your mouth. Talking to people that don't agree with you. He says, John, let me see, John started off by saying, I was in prison. I was in prison. I was tied up. I was on the island of Patmos. They had my body changed, but my spirit was free. He says, while I was chained up, hallelujah, my spirit was caught up. Ah. The enemy can try to contain my body. He can try to contain my mind. He can try to contain my money. But he can't take my spirit. And for those that feel like you're tied up in your flesh, you're tied up in your finances, I want to let you know you do not have to be tied up in your spirit. Because you don't worship God with your flesh. You don't worship God with your finances. But those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. <laughs> Me being broke don't stop my hallelujah. Me being sick don't stop my thank you Jesus. Are y'all listening to me? That everything that has breath He says, I'm tied up here, but I'm caught up here. Good God Almighty. And he says, why well, I was caught up in the Lord. Well, the Lord took me up. I don't know who this is for, but somebody, the Lord wants to take you up. <laughs> he says, why well, I was caught up. The Lord told me to write. 
the Lord has told me to start writing. And I found that very interesting. And I think I love the Lord because of it. That everything the Lord wants, he wrote it down. He does not leave it uh, to our thoughts. He does not leave it to our assumptions. Even coming to love him, he told you how to love him. So you wouldn't give him something that he doesn't want. We have the covenant. We have the contract. The Old Testament. The New Testament. Amen. I'm afraid of people that don't want to go into contract. It's one thing for you to tell me, and it's another thing for you to write it down and we sign, amen, because contracts keep us in integrity. Oh, are y'all listening to me? Are y'all listening to me? And when God, brothers and sisters, got ready to talk to his people, he wanted us to understand that he is a God of integrity, amen. He is not a God that would And so he tells us, write it down. Anything God is telling you, write it down. He says, and write to my people. Write to the seven churches in Asia. This is all in chapter one, chapter two. You should read it. Don't take my word for it. He said, write to the seven churches, the seven candlesticks, the seven angels, the seven stars. It was, I like how God described his people as light. He described the, the, the angels, the pastors as stars and the churches as candlesticks. We are people of light. We are not people of darkness. Are y'all listening to me? His word is a lamp unto my feet and it is a light unto my path. His word illuminates and if his word be in us when we walk into situations, our job is to shine light. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, our job as believers is to drive out darkness because darkness isn't real. Darkness is just an absence of light. This room was dark before we walked in it, but when they cut the light on, the darkness flees. And if this world is dark, that means our light is not bright enough. Are y'all listening to me? If we start to say we're living in a dark world, that's letting us know that you're not shining. Because uh, are y'all listening to me? It's time for the church to turn her light on. Don't dim your light. Don't put a shade over your light. But if you got the Holy Ghost in you, turn on. Good God Almighty. Oh, are you they need you. Your sons need you. Your daughters need you. Your city needs you. How they're walking in darkness. Before my kids come home, we make sure we turn the light on just in case they're coming in late. Are y'all listening to me? How can they make it home and there is no light? I was thinking to myself, where would we be as a society if we did not have people like Dr. Hall and others that turned the light on? And I was thinking about it, I started crying. 
because we don't understand the importance of the preaching of the gospel. We don't understand the importance of giving God praise, of praying. We're turning lights on people walk here in darkness. And what if they came and there was no open revelation? Uh, before Jesus came, the Bible says there was no word given. It was just darkness. He said, right to the lights. Am I speaking to the lights? I cut my wick this morning. Good God Almighty. I came with some extra oil this morning to give to some lights. Oh, this word is not going to empower those that want to stay in darkness. This word is not going to equip those that don't want to do nothing. This word is for the light bearers. Because it's getting late in the evening. And, and you got to make sure that your light don't go out like the foolish versions. Uh, are y'all listening to me? I came to encourage your faith because when the bridegroom comes back, he's looking for peace of faith. He's not looking for people with titles. He's not looking for people with finances. He says, when I come back, will the son of man find faith? Ah. He says, write to my people. And John wrote to seven churches, seven of them, the number of completion. And six churches, the number of men, he wrote something good, but then he said, I got something against you. Are y'all listening to me? And I, I'm glad that God points out our flaws. How can we repent? So when somebody points out what you need to work on, he building them up. And at the end he said, but before you get too big at it, what are we going to do about this here? And then he comes to the church of Philadelphia where we're reading out of. And this is the only church that God didn't say he had something against them. And I thought to myself, that's very interesting that the church named Brotherly Love. Are y'all thinking with me this morning? The church named Philadelphia, which means brotherly love, God did not hold a charge against them. Because God is concerned about how we treat one another. It does not matter if you shout, praise, tear the church up if you're hateful and mean. It does not matter if you can call fire from heaven and you hate the person you see. The Bible says you will know my disciples by the love they show toward one another, not how well they can preach, not the clothes on their backs. He says, you know my children by how they treat one another. He says, if you say you love me, but hate the brother you see, he says, you are a liar. Oh, are y'all, am I in the book this morning? 
So it's not enough just to be here and not here. We can't just open our hands up to God. We got to open our hands up to each other. As the days approaching, forsake not your assembling of coming to Catholic. The church that he has nothing against mm -hmm. is the one that loves each other. This church has to be a church that loves each other. That doesn't judge. Oh, Y'all listen to me. That doesn't kick down when somebody is down. But our job when a fellow brother or sister falls down is we lift them up. One of the first things they teach you when you go into the military is how to de-jam a gun. And the second one is how to carry your brother off the battlefield. Are y'all are y'all listening to me, brothers and sisters? Our job as believers is that when one of our brothers is wounded, when one of our sisters is wounded, we don't supposed to finish them off. We're supposed to pick them up and say, I'm getting you out of here. I refuse to let you die amongst the enemies. I refuse to let this cancer reach your body. I refuse to let COVID take you out. Don't you know I'm the Holy Ghost field, sanctified? And if you call on the elders of the church, let them lay hands with all you that the sick may recover. Uh, are y'all listening to me? Tell the brother, sister, I love you. I love you. Now look at the neighbor and tell him, I love you. I love, that shouldn't be hard. I love you. I'm born of love. The fruit of the spirit is love. I don't have to love. I've been birthed of love because God is love. If it's hard to love, you got to check, have you been born again? Because one of the characteristics of the fruit of the spirit is love. Do you got it? I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, Mustafa. Do you got it like the Bible says? This church of Philadelphia, which is a model church, God told them, He said, Hallelujah, Jesus. Let me say it exactly how he said it. He said, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds fast the key of David, which opens and no one can shut, and which shut no man can open. When he said that, brothers and sisters, he was quoting Isaiah 22 and 22 that says, I will place on his shoulders the key of the house of David. He shall open None and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none will open. Will give him the key to the house of David, the highest position in the royal court. That's Isaiah 22 22. He told him, The one that's writing to you is Jesus, because that prophecy was pointing to Jesus, amen, who has the key of David. who who, who when he even came, he says, I am the son of David, amen, who is the true and living king. And when he decrees, no one can come against him. This lets this church know when he said that, that God is with him. I want to tell St. John's, God is with you. You don't have to worry. 
You don't have to fret. You don't have to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, how you're going to make it in 2023. God is with you. You know, one of the reasons, brothers and sisters, as believers, we don't have to read horoscopes and, and we don't have to do astrology, amen, is because we trust in the one that made the world. We trust in the one that made the year. We trust in the one that made the day. We trust in the one that made the body. We trust in the one that made the lungs. We trust in the one. And as long as God is with me, I'm going to be all right. I want to tell somebody, you're going to be all right if God is with you. How can you fall if God is with you? How can you fail if God is with you? How can you lose if God is with you? A hundred thousand can be against you, but if God be for you, who can be against you? Who can give in a charge to the very elect of He said, tell them I'm with them. First thing I want you to write to this church is letting them know I'm with them. They have not made it thus far by their own strength, or by their own mind, or by their own resilience. But they are here by the grace of God. And I just want to testify in this place, I have not made it by my own strength. I have not made it by my own resilience or my own mind. But I stand here 2023 by the grace of God. If God hadn't been for me, I wouldn't be here in this room. But I'm glad. Yes, yes, he kept me. He kept me when I wanted to quit. He kept me when I was acting crazy. He kept me when I fell in the sin. God is a keeper. He turned my life all the way. He said, tell them I'm with them. And I know what they've been doing. He said, I know your works. I've been watching very closely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what you've been doing in my name. Yeah. God knows what you're doing. I don't care what you're hiding, God knows. <laughs> he knows who you're bringing to Jesus. He knows when you got your mouth closed. He says, I know your works. I didn't give you the Holy Ghost just to sit still. I didn't give you the Holy Ghost for goose pimples. I didn't give you the Holy Ghost to be important. I gave you the Holy Ghost to work. When the Holy Ghost came, we had the book of Acts. I was telling my mama on the way here, the Holy Ghost is to give you action. How can you have the Holy Ghost and have no work? When the Holy Ghost is in your life to make it work. I'm going to work this thing. He says, I know what you have been doing. This is a working season. Are y'all listening to me? The reason why we're in a working season, because this is harvest time. And if you know anything about agriculture, it takes more time and more effort pulling the fruit in than it did putting the seed in the ground. 
I got any farmers out there? I, I was raised around the corner by a woman that farmed. So, I, so I, know how it, I know how to plant. I know how to grow. I know how to bring in harvest. And I remember when we used to get the rototiller, and we would do all that to get the breaking ground up. Amen. Then we would plant the seed, amen. And then we would just have to water, and then we'd have to just do little stuff to make it grow, throw some fertilizer and so forth on it. But when the harvest came, that's when she said, boy, you got to get up and pick all them plums. You got to pull all this up. And it was more effort pulling it in than it was just to put it in the ground. And I want to tell you, as a church, as the body of Christ, God is ready to pull them in. God is ready to pull them in. Amen. But he's saying the harvest is right, but the labors are few. He's ready to pull your children in. Just as prison is pulling your sons in, God says, I want to pull them into the kingdom of God. But I can't pull them if you don't go out there. I can't pull them if you don't open your mouth. I can't pull them if you don't go to the vine. We can't let this generation rot on the vine. He needs workers. He needs people that are not chasing the bag and chasing souls. Are y'all listening to me? When you chase the soul, the bag will chase you. Are y'all listening to me? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You can't help but to be prosperous, but to, are y'all listening to me? But to have prosperity when you're working for the kingdom of God. Oh, it pays real good, deacons. Are y'all listening? It got great benefits. Are y'all listening to me? To know that God is with you, and God tells you he's with you when you go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teach them to observe all things whatsoever I command you, and I will be with you to the ends of the And let the church say amen. He says, I know your works. He says, you've been working for me. <laughs> you've been going hard for me. He says, and because of your works, listen to the next thing he says, I've given you an open door. He, he didn't say open door before he mentioned works. Because before I prosper you and amen promote you, you got to be faithful over a few things. And if you're faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many. How can I trust you, amen, with millions if you're not faithful over hundreds? When I started basic ministries, amen, I didn't get it because I was used to preaching here to crowds like this. And when I started that church, it wasn't a crowd like this. It is now, but it wasn't a crowd like this. When I started that church, only two people would come in. And God would give me, outside of my family, God would give me all this word for only two people. And I thought I didn't hear it right, doctor. I said, I think I need to go back to say, maybe I got it wrong, amen. Because why would God put all this anointing in me for two people, and then the Holy Ghost said, Mustafa, if you were the only person on earth, I still would have died for you. 
Uh, are y'all listening to me? So I need you to preach to this two people like you're preaching to 2,000 people. Are y'all, don't do it for the size of numbers. You do it, amen, because I've called you to do it and you give it all you got. I want to tell somebody this is the year that you better give it all you got. You better throw everything you got at that thing. You better not hold nothing back. It does not matter how many people are there. It matters because heaven is watching us. We got a cloud of witnesses standing all about watching us run this race. Tell somebody you better run. Oh, you better run. You better not get tired now. That old song used to say, I've been running for Jesus a long time and I'm not tired yet. I still got breath in my lungs. I still got strength in my body. I still got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. I ain't got tired yet. But the older I'm getting, the more potent I'm getting. You don't supposed to get older than digress in your faith. You supposed to get older and get hotter, get colder, get more potent. Because the lion didn't kill me. The bear didn't kill me. The game didn't kill me. The drugs didn't kill me. COVID didn't kill me. Because God is with me. So why do I not believe that the God that's with me will not bring me over? Oh, God. I don't know who I'm talking to. Preach, brother, preach. But you're getting ready to come into the palace. And you gotta get more on fire. You gotta get more potent. You gotta get more hotter. And how you do that, you just believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that you gotta turn the circles upside down and chant. You just trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Be yeah. not unto thy own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him. Yeah. He will direct thy path. He says, right. Philadelphia. He says, I know your works. This is the part I like. He says, you kept my name with little strength. <laughs> he says, you kept my name. Anybody just got a little strength. <laughs> I may not have all the strength of the preacher. I may not know Greek and Hebrew and all that stuff. I just got a little strength. He says, if you just have a little faith, if you just have a faith of a mustard seed, he said, you can make mountains jump themselves into the sea. You can make it with just little strength. Come on, my brother, come on. You can make it with just little faith. You, you, you can make it not really knowing how everything is going to work out. And how it's going to happen. But I just believe that Jesus is. Come on, come on. If there's still believers in the house of the Lord. Yeah. I don't may know how I'm going to make it out. But I know God ain't brought me this far to leave me now. Yeah, yeah. If he wanted to leave me now, he could have left me a long time ago. He could have left me when I was in the game acting a fool. But he didn't bring me out all of that. To bring me into the house of the Lord. To let me go. But I believe. 
I believe that the triune God, I believe that the Prince of Peace, I believe that the bright morning star, I believe that the kinsman redeemer, I believe that the water walker, I believe that the deaf hearer, I believe that the hungry feeder has brought me thus far. I believe that he's with me. I believe that his thoughts are good toward me. Anybody here, you still believe through hell and high water, through disease and pestilence, I still believe in the report of the Lord. If the Lord said it, it will be so. If the Lord said it, it will be so. I'm blessed. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I'm strong. I'm rich. Let the weak say they're strong. Yes! Yes! I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe in God. Yes, I do. Oh, anybody here, you believe in, even though hell is breaking you loose, you believe in, even though devils is acting up, I still believe, tell the brothers, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, how you gonna make it by my He told me to tell you, brothers and sisters, I place before you open doors that will bring you into different realms. He says the first thing you must do is you got to get up and walk in it. 
There is no reason to have an open door placed before you if you're not going to walk in it. But to walk in it, you can't be inferior. You can't tell yourself, I don't belong in that room. This generation, you can't tell yourself that I don't belong in that room. Because I'm going to send you in rooms that everybody does not look like you. I'll never forget the first time I preached in an all-Hispanic church. And I had an interpreter. As I was preaching, he was interpreting what I was saying. And at first, when the door opened, I thought, there's no way I can preach to an all-Hispanic church. I'm an African-American. I, I like to preach hard. <laughs> I don't know their flavor. I don't know their style. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I had to distrust God. But in giving the word, the gospel, I got the same reaction I get here. Because the gospel transcends cultures. It transcends all of that. Amen. You're not preaching the gospel if you can't preach it in Mexico. You're not preaching it if you can't preach it in Europe or in Africa, or in Australia. Because God says, I'm going to make you a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then I'm going to take you all over the world because the gospel has the power, amen, to transcend all languages and all cultures. That's how they knew they were filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, on the day of Pentecost because every culture could understand what the Spirit was saying. But you can't walk in with the Spirit of being afraid or being inferior. You have to walk in and say, God, open this door for me. I don't know what's going to happen when I get in the room. But I know who led me into the room. I tell this generation, you got to get up. You can't sleep all day. And got appointments to get to. You have to expect God to be amazing in your life. That's why you want all of your day. I start going to bed much earlier. Because I like to get up about 4.30, 3 to 4.30, because I want all of my day so God can do something amazing in my life. Are y'all with me, brothers and sisters? You got to be early to sleep, early to rise. It will make you healthy, wealthy, and wise. I'm talking to this. This is unplugged, right? I'm talking to this generation. I've never seen a bunch of young people that sleep all Think, how can you want every willing to get up? We used to say in the streets, don't nothing come to sleepers but dreams. What makes a dream a reality is when you walk it into practice. He says, you got to walk it. 
He says, and after you walk in the room, you have to worship the room. And, and what I mean by worship, brothers and sisters, I mean by submit to the room. You cannot walk in the room thinking that you know the culture of the room. Thinking that, that you got something to say, yet you have never been here before. When you go into a room, you have to shut your mouth and have, you got to peep the room. You got to understand the language of the room. You got to understand the culture of the room. You got to understand how they do it in the room because the room was there before you got there and it will be there when you go. St. John's was here before I got here and St. John's will be here when I'm gone. So my importance is to the room. The kingdom of God was here before you got here and the kingdom of God will be here when you dead and gone. So the importance is the kingdom. It ain't you. Stop trying to be so important and make yourself of no reputation and get the wisdom that's in the room. Oh, are y'all listening to me? If you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, God will exalt you. But if you walk in the room and act like you know something, us that's in the room are going to tell you, get out. Don't ever invite him back again. I took somebody with me one day, and when he got in the room, he just started talking. I just stood back and looked at him. And I said to myself, I never said it to him, but I said to myself, I will never take him Because he was trying to make himself important. But powerful people can be quiet. Powerful people can be servants. When you know that you're big inside, you can go low. But people that don't see themselves big inside, they can't go low. They have to puff themselves up full of yeast. But this is a year of unleavened I don't know if you can catch that, amen, but this is the year that you make yourself a no reputation and you let what you do speak for itself. Jesus, are you the one or should we look for another? Go tell John that the sick are being healed and the dead. You got to worship in the room. You have to submit to the room. And if you submit to the room, the room will submit to you. Give and it shall be given. You have to give yourself to your dreams. And then your dreams will give themselves back to you. Uh, ask, ask, those, ask Stephen Curry. You played all this time for free. You gave yourself to what you believed what was in yourself. And now what was in yourself proved to be, and then they gave you $200 million. But it's not going to give to you first until you first give to it. And if you give to it, it will give back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But you got to give to it first. You have to sacrifice to it first. You can't have a hard bump in the road and quit. 
Stop quitting so easily. Stop giving up so easily. Greatness you can't buy at the dollar store. Greatness is made through struggle. Greatness is made through fire. Greatness is made through persecution. Though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. He says, not only submit to the room, worship the room. He says, but you got to work in the room. You got to work in the room. You got to work in the room. You got you to get in the room and just start working. Say, what do you need, son? What do you need? Do you need anything? I'll go get the coffee. I'll get, stay right there. You, you got to work in the room. You got to work because what proves you is your work, not your mouth. After a while, talk is cheap. I'm the one, show me. Don't tell me nothing. You often, when you get in leadership positions, you have a bunch of people that want to show your business plan. They can say, you can make a whole lot of money doing this. And the first question I ask is, how much money you got? <laughs> Did you get the million? And how are you trying to convince me I can get it? If you ain't got it yet. Are y'all listening to me? This is, this, this is the year for demonstration. This is the year that we stop talking so much and we start walking under the power and the anointing of the Lord that the people of the world say when you step into the city, the world changes are here. They're not here because they said they were world changers. They're here because I'm watching the Holy Ghost make them a witness. I'm watching them how they're feeding the sick and clothing the naked and raising dead people from the grave. I'm watching their works. We got to be a working people. We got to say, no, just look at that. Just, they asked me, are you ready to write a book? I said, I'm not ready to write a book yet. They say, well, I said, because I haven't finished my work yet. I don't want to give information before it's time. Are y'all listening to me? I want a trophy on the wall that says, no, look at that. Because if I get the trophy, the trophy will write the book. Oh, I know what to do. Are y'all listening to me? This is the season that you prove your anointing by your work. Jesus proved he was the child of God, even though the Father said it, even though the Holy Ghost, amen, affirmed it when he had descended on him like a dove. But Jesus proved it by his life. He proved it by what he did. He proved it by how he lived. We preach based on how Jesus lived. We get sermons based off his life. If we followed you, what sermon would we get? What would your, what would your disciples write about you? Ah, are y'all listening to me? What would they write about you if I was your scribe and I followed you every day on how you acted at the job and how you acted in your house and how you acted? Will I see a person of faith or will I see a person of fear? Will I see a person of power and purpose? Oh, heaven is writing about you. Oh, are y'all listening to me, brothers and sisters? Tell somebody, get to work. I don't hear nobody. Say, get to work. Get to work. You got to work while it's still day. See, I'm modeled around Jesus. That's why I just dropped a song 
called like you, amen, because I was thinking about my New Year's resolution, and, and I told myself, I don't really want to get more money, I don't, I don't really want to get a bigger house, I, I don't want a better car, I want to be like God. Uh, are y'all listening to me? I'm trying to be like Jesus. And the first thing I heard my master say when he was 12 years old, why are you looking for me? Don't you know I got to be about my father's business? I don't have time, amen, to just chill and do lunch with you. I got somewhere to go. Is there anybody here you feel like you got something to do? You got somewhere to go that the Lord is getting ready to use you in a mighty way. Are you in the house? Have you started telling your friends, I can't hang out. I got to be about my father's business. I can't just chill with you. I got to be about my father's business. I got something to do for the Lord. The Lord is stirring something down in my soul. It wakes me up when I'm asleep at night. I can't chill. I'm uncomfortable like a pregnant woman with a baby in her that can't still. I get on this side and I feel it. I get on that side and I feel it. And I feel that this is the time for me to give birth. Is there any pregnant people in this place that you feel God has impregnated you with something? I came as a midwife to tell you you better push. You better push that thing out. You better push that thing out. Don't abort that baby. Don't abort that promise. Don't abort what God put in you. But you better get on them. Is there, are y'all listening to me? Preach, Mustafa, preach. I got something in me. Yeah. And it's been kicking for a long time. Oh, and I feel like, good God Almighty, that it's starting to make me uncomfortable. And what is on the inside is about to start working on the outside. There's about to be a change. In my life, if you want a change in your life, if you want a blessing in your life, it's inside of you. Everything that God gave you, he put it inside of you. You are fearfully and you're wonderfully made. You got diamonds in you. You got gold in you. You got ministry in you. You got songs in you. You got books in you. You got a whole lot in you, but I won't get it into my hand until you start to push. You got to push that thing out. Yes, you do. It's going to be a little painful, but push anyway. It's going to be some bloodshed, but push anyway. You're going to cry at night, but push anyway. You're going to be confused and frustrated, but push anyway. People going to leave you, but push anyway. They going to talk about you, but push anyway. Though the vision tarry, Wait on it, it will speak in my life. I'll wait on the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings of eagles. They shall run and not get weary. All the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change comes. 
Say with quite a click and club that's a warrior you are connected to. Ah. When you get yeah. in the room, yeah. tell them about Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I want to be a witness in here. I thank God for everything that He's doing for me. I thank God for everything He did for me. But the first message I ever preached standing in this pool. I preached how I was incarcerated for 25 years. I was on my way to prison. I was in a mod room 28 in Martinez, California. I had an orange jumpsuit on. Thank God for prison ministry. Oh, if nobody wouldn't have came there and shined the light, I probably would still been incarcerated. But somebody, somebody, Oh, God raised up somebody to go behind the walls and preach the gospel to criminals. They came in the room. And in three months, in three months, God let the doors open up 
everything I am. I am because of the grace of God. Oh, I keep the man on my back. If it wasn't for Jesus on my side, I would have been in San Quentin. If it wasn't for Jesus on my side, I would have still been shooting in Crescent Park. But the only reason I'm saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled is because the Lord came and got me. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Late in the midnight hour, God turned it all the way around, and it worked out in my favor. I'm here because of Jesus. I'm healthy because of Jesus. I'm well because of Jesus. I'm whole because of Jesus. I'm in my right mind. I'm in my right mind because of the Lord, Emmanuel, God with the Somebody, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. He blessed me. He gave me my wife. He gave me my children. He gave me this gift. It was Jesus. Yes, it was. It was Jesus. Mary's baby. It was Jesus. The bright morning star. It was Jesus. The lily of the valley.
before you was open doors and what's above you was open heavens 
I want to pour you out a blessing. I'm going to open that window to heaven. And I'm going to pour you out something that you're not going to have enough room. those that are ready to work and be a witness for me. I'm going to give you favor with me open heavens. I'm going to give you favor with men open doors. For those that's ready, I'll just open up. Talk to your master for a minute. I'm going to pray for you. Talk to him first. Tell him how good he is. Tell him how amazing he is. Open your heart. Open your mouth. And offer the sacrifice of praise. Talk to him. Tell him I'm going to work for you, Lord. Forgive me for my sins. I repent. I'm turning away from everything that's not like you. Talk to your master. Talk to him. Get intimate with him. Let, lay your head on his breast. You are the generation that he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh.
pray power over their life. I pray boldness over their life. I pray favor over their life. I pray healing over their life. I pray that they walk in such an anointing that the world hates them for. are still closed a great invitation needs to be extended if you're not saved but want to be saved or if you are saved and would like to make St. John your church home whether you are in person or viewing by way of streaming you can respond to the ones in person you can fill out that form that's behind that pew in front of you, to the ones who are viewing online, as some of you are starting to do, just submit that form and we will respond promptly to you. Father, we pray your blessings upon this preacher and your people. As we prepare to present your tithes and offerings, we pray they be acceptable in thy sight. And in our departure, we pray for your abiding presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Open your eyes and go ahead and give God a hand of praise. <laughs> I was just in dialogue with another seasoned pastor and we both are in agreement that the hope of our churches lies in Christ through young pastors like him. I gain a lot of inspiration in being around these young preachers, being around young pastors like Pastor Mustafa, very proud of him. I realize that the day that I've served is passing. It's so essential for pastors like myself to start preparing younger pastors who are going to be succeeding us. Pastor Mustafa, he preached with anointing this morning. Yes, he did. And understand this, this being Unplugged Sunday. Unplugged, which means we're doing some things different. I didn't bring him in here to do just what I do. Something different. Different 
but good. Amen, everybody. I said different, but good. Speaking of Unplugged Sunday, if God be willing, I appreciate all of you that's here, but I want to see even more next month. Next month, if God is willing, on that fourth Sunday, another Unplugged Sunday, I've already invited another young pastor, young pastor who's very inspirational, young pastor. He's going to be, he's, he's committed to being here on next month. And we praise God for our young people because these young ministers, especially the young ministers of our church, are doing a wonderful job. Amen. Yes, come on. Put it together for them. Yes. I said the young ministers of our church are doing a wonderful job. Come on. Yes. Yes. Speaking of the young ministers, Minister Eric Frazier, raise your hand. This young man is leading. Yes. Yes. He's, he's, he's now minister of the now generation, a generation now, amen. And, and be mindful of this. Uh, if God is willing, on February, Saturday, February the 4th, will be a special outing for our, our youth, ages 13 through 18, uh, better known now as uh, Something New. Um, it's going to be a special outing led by Minister Eric. It's going, they're going to be leading our youth to a Black College Expo at the Oakland Marriott Center, City Center. So we want our young people and the parents to really make this a great success. So all of the youth and the parents, please see Minister Eric. He'll be in the, um, at the front desk of the 48 um, immediately after the service. Um, we, we got to hear this church. We, we have to, we have to make sure we take a special interest in our young people. Come on now, we have to. Yes, yes, because all of us, especially of age, we're gradually moving off the scene. St. John has a rich history, and this church is going to continue to do great things for the Lord. So but one of the reasons why it's going to do great is because we got to make sure that we are preparing our young people to take over. Come on and give God some praise on that one. Amen. So I'll say to Pastor Mustafa again, this will not be your last Sunday. Amen. I look forward to him coming back, doing some more preaching. Uh, in general, be mindful on this Thursday, we'll, be, uh, we'll have a memorial service over at the North Campus at 11 a.m. Brother Keenan Matlock, uh, he's a young man who um, passed, he was baptized in this church. That memorial service will be this Thursday, 11 o'clock. Um, he was the grandson of Deacon Irvy Rollins. Also on Friday at 7 o'clock here and over in the Fellowship Hall, we'll have our annual church update. I will be discussing with you, giving you an update on the building project. So we'll come and we'll discuss it intelligently. One thing about our church, people who have a, a phobia about business meetings. We don't have bad meetings here. We'll discuss it intelligently and I'll give you an update on what's going on. If God is willing, on next Sunday, the male chorus will be singing. Amen. And we anticipate an old-fashioned type of a worship. Um, deacons leading, we're going to have devotion, all of that, just good old-time worship on next Sunday. If God is willing, I'll be preaching in both uh, 9 and 11 o'clock service. So the male chorus is going to be singing next Sunday in the 9 and 11 o'clock worship celebrations. Male chorus, you need to be in your rehearsal uh, this Thursday at 7 p.m. Also, if God be willing, on the first Sunday, the voices will be singing. 
and they will need to rehearse uh, that Thursday, February the 2nd at 7 p.m. So we're gradually getting back to some normalcy. I'm hoping that by the end of the flu season, uh, hoping that around the 1st of April, that we'll reopen our nursery. I'm hoping that, amen. <laughs> yes. Just gradually getting back to some of the things we used to do, gradually working the choirs back on the stand. But I must say this, our praise, our worship and praise singers have done a marvelous job in the absence of the choirs. Amen. But again, gradually we're trying to work the choirs back in. I'm even looking already at a date when um, uh, I'm looking forward to going in the water and having a baptism. We haven't been able to do any of those kind of things. I'm looking forward to all of those things. So um, come April, um, we're also looking at if conditions permit, that mask wearing and some of our protocol, we're going to relax some of them. And it'll, uh, if conditions permit, uh, mask wearing will then become optional. So we're, we're just, you know, God has set us free. And we don't have to be bound, but at the same time, we will be as safe as possible. Why don't you go ahead and give God a hand of praise on that? Okay. It's blessing time. Let's give well. Let's give very well. Last Sunday, the giving wasn't as good as it could have been. So I don't know if it was because all of that rain, people's money got wet and all of that. But anyway, <laughs> let's, let's give very well on today. Um, I'm looking forward to this afternoon um, cheering for the 49ers. I know some, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big traditional game. 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to cheering for the 49ers. I won't say too much because I don't want to offend some of you who might be Dallas fans. All right, let's give well. Um, Pastor Mustafa will be in the uh, front area where you can, sh you can shake hands with him. But after giving, um, you all dismiss. So again, next Sunday, come prepared. Mail course singing, old-time worship. I'll be preaching in both morning celebrations. Pastor Hall loves you. I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, we can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8, and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our, our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, in the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you were blessed, and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.
What's up, everybody? It's Minister Eric Allen uh, here once again for another Christ Talk. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 3.15, and I will give you pastors after mine own heart who will give you understanding and wisdom. And we have a pastor with us on tonight named uh, Minister Moo. And this is one of the sons of St. John. Uh, who is going to sit with me for a moment. We're going to have a, just a real conversation and join us uh, as we dive in. What's up today? What's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Always Feels a pleasure. It's good to be home. Yes. You know, you are one of the beloved sons of St. John. Thank you, Lord. Uh, and God has done so much with you, your ministry, and uh, you're doing uh, great things. Uh, so I want to give you the opportunity, uh, Moo, to tell the people about you, who you are. Uh, who am I? Uh, well, I'm, a, of course, a husband. I'm a father. I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a brother. Uh, but the main title I have is I'm just a son of God. I'm just a servant. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. glad to uh, be on the winning team. <laughs> That's yes. glad to be a part of the family. Yes. Yeah. All right. From one servant to another, I appreciate what you do in ministry. And um, one thing I love about you is, first of all, you just you're always moo. You 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 don't change. Uh, but the another thing about you is the testimony that you have. The first time I heard your testimony, I was like, oh, this dude <laughs> is somebody that God has really. Uh, worked with and uh, I just share a little bit about that testimony of how you went from being uh, Mustafa to being Pastor Mo. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, well, God, He definitely brought me a, a long way. On uh, in, in December fourth, nineteen ninety nine, unfortunately, my door got kicked in, uh, and my house got raided, and I got snatched out, uh, facing twenty five years to life. For being involved in, you know, just Richmond, being involved in the streets, doing everything I was told not to do, mm -hmm. uh, which caused me to face that time, and uh, and I was I was in the uh, the bunk. I, I can't think what room, but I was in there, and this was actually my first time ever being incarcerated. So it was like I'm one and done, and I was depressed. I was down. I couldn't believe that my life was going to end like this. I knew my life was supposed to be more than this. And I heard over the announcement Bible study. And I said, Bible study here? Because I never knew. Right. Um, and I said, huh, well, this got to be it. <laughs> and then I went down there and I, uh, and I was just, you know, I went in there and there was a little short Caucasian man. Amen. And he was teaching the word. That's why I thank God for all of those that have a prison ministry because I'm a product of it. Right. Uh, and he was teaching the word and it hooked me. I heard it. Right. It hooked me. And then from that point, I was I was on and the Lord saved me right there. Right in that jail. So I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I never forget one time it was uh, some women that came in and they were ministering. You know, and, and, and if you're incarcerated, everything is locked tight. There is no air. And I felt the wind come through that room like never before, and I was filled. Um, three months later, he let me go. And it was just it, like that. Just like that. It was just, but he did not let me go till I admitted I was guilty. Mm. As long as I was blaming 
this or blaming that or how I was raised and so forth, the door stayed locked. But when I admitted to God, I didn't tell everybody, I didn't right. tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when I admitted to the Lord, like, Lord, I do deserve this. Right, right. Right? Well, they, what they caught me for, I did. Mm -hmm. And just imagine if I would have got caught for all the other stuff. Right. And when I admitted that, that I deserved it, that's when God let me go. And that's when I recognized that the gospel was for the guilty. Mm. Man, I love that part of it that you had to own up to what you had done. Because we're, we're supposed to confess. Right. You know, confess what uh, what is on the inside of us. Because it's not that God doesn't already know. Right. But he needs us to take ownership. Right of the mess that we've made of our lives, right? Because right. he didn't cause the mess. We've oh, caused the we mess. Did it. And so, man, when you say that once you had owned up to what you had done, mm -hmm. he released you. That's when the doors but that's, came open. But that, that's, that's like a metaphor for life, yeah. especially when you're, when you're walking this walk. Once you own up yeah. to your part in how you got to where you are, then I can start to change things. Yeah. I can start to turn things around. Yeah. Man, that's why I love your testimony that's because right. it's fire. That's and right. when I say that, I mean it's it's it it gives you that kind of charge. Yeah. And then to talk about uh, the wind that you felt, yeah. uh, we we know that was his presence. Oh, that was him. Oh my goodness, man. That was him, no doubt. Yeah, I love it. That was him. I love it. Ever since then, we've been on. Yes. 